Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Tonight we have a very interesting topic. We're going to uh, ask and maybe we'll get some answers to the question, why do people turn down their shine to make other people comfortable? Me personally, I find it very difficult to share happiness with people nowadays because as soon as you start to uh, share your blessings and your excitement, People tend to walk away, and when you do, here comes the hate. Uh, why is it we just can't be happy for each other? I'm happy for you because I know if I ask God for it, I'll get one too. Oftentimes we act as though because you have one or getting one that there's not anymore. Like God just ran out because you have one. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hello. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Please give me some insight on this, please. Ah, uh, goodness. Um, I think when you know when you really think about it, um, I can agree. You know, there is a hesitance for some reason to share blessings. Um, but I guess when I really think about why there is a hesitance or, um, well, from the receptive end. So if someone is, um, if I share my blessing with someone and they're not receptive or they're not happy for me and then they go into the judgmental mode and, you know, try to figure out how I got, what I got and different things of that such, I think part of it is because of their lack of faith and um, belief and understanding of what the relationship with God is truly about. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, they, they, you know, some people pro- proclaim the name Jesus and, you know, say they pray and, and they you know, start to tack religions on to themselves. But when it comes down to actually putting their prayer to work, um, that's the part they lack in. And because they lack that peace, um, when it comes to blessings, they may shut themselves off, whereas you don't. So the blessings that you get seem to be pouring in, you know, from their perspective, it seems like blessings are pouring on you, not knowing what you go through to get them. But it's because maybe they don't put their faith to work like you do. Right. You know? Right. Um, All right. And then from, from another perspective where, you know, you, you get a blessing. Say you get, you know, I get a, a promotion on my job and, um, you know, I want to call and tell everybody that, you know, hey, I just got promoted and, you know, because I'm excited, I'm basking in my accomplishment. Um, of some of those are going to be, some people are, you know, going to be excited and want to jump in and share. And then, you know, some are not. 
you know. And so for that, for those few who may say, well, how long have you been working there? You know, 10 years? Well, it's about time, ain't it? You know, or, you know, you got promotion. How much money was it? I hope I sure hope they gave you a whole lot of money for it because you work all the time. You know, you work enough, you know. Um, right. Those type of responses make you just want to say, you know what, well, go ahead and keep it to myself. You know, you don't you don't want to bring everybody in because as soon as you do, it seems like they, they want to bring you down for, and yeah, I mean, absolutely. that's an accomplishment. I agree 100%. I think that it's, it's sad that you you kind of got to, like I say, turn down your shine or or smother it to keep someone else from being uncomfortable. So does that go back to uh, how we, like our friends, our, our circle? I think that when it comes to uh, – if, if we're if we're only sharing with like-minded people, right? You don't you you get it's celebrated. Everything is happy. It's you know they're cheering on. You know, maybe throwing out there like you deserve it because you know like you said you've been you work all the time. Versus you, uh, uh, another part of circle of your old circle to where they're asking questions about how much money it is and and how how you do that you must be you know uh doing some shady stuff or you know what i mean like how you get a person okay. when every time i talk to you, you you know every time i call you you at work you answer the phone so you must not be working so how you get a promotion you know they trying to find a way to to discredit or or minimize it even Right, yeah, um, they do, and that you know that when when you talk about when when you share your blessings with like minded people, so I was told once, um, and I probably heard this several other times, and maybe you have too, is that in relationships uh with people doesn't matter what type of relationship or say friendships, so you should have a friend above you. Um, who's accomplished and, and ha- is like a step or two above you. Um, you should have a friend that's on your level who's in the grind with you and, you know, y'all doing it and y'all celebrating each other moving up. And then you should have those friends who are just below you to where you can pull them along, you know, and, and kind of, you know, teach them and mentor them to to make it how you're making it. Um you know, so then it comes that that thing to where, if if you have those types of friendships, and you know you go to the you know you go to your top guy, who's who's made it, and you know he's sort of your mentor, and you know he's like, yeah, you know this is you know in in telling you the next step to get, or you know to your to your next level, uh, of course he's gonna celebrate you because he's been where you've been, you know that's a that's a good 
productive relationship. And then for the one, the relationship that you have equal to you, of course he's going to celebrate you because you're celebrating him and y'all in the grind and y'all doing it together. But then when you have those relationships that are just below you where you're supposed to be, hey, pulling another guy along, you know what I'm saying, come on, you know, come on. And um, they appreciate you motivating them. But when you get that blessing that you've been waiting on or that you've been working for, then, you know, that, that, that relationship becomes a little uneasy. And, you know, you, you can hear in their voice where uh, they say they're happy for you, but you can hear that hesitance in their voice and they don't actually show it. Um, so then that, that begs the question is, okay, you know, why do you have to pick and choose who you celebrate your blessings with? You see what I'm saying? So if we're yeah, supposed to have those question. relationships on different, if we're supposed to have those relationships on different levels because at the end of the day, it's all about somebody teaching you and you passing that to someone else so that we're all learning and prospering, you know, one, in accordance with the word, but two, from each other, encouraging each other. How come the one that's at the lowest level can't, jump in and celebrate him and say, man, I can't wait till I get there. You know, instead of saying, oh, well, you know, that's good, but I'm tired. I can't, you know, I can't do this no more. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stop and go back to husband or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever it is they want to do. That's, that's made perfectly good sense. We have a new call on the line. We're about to bring him on. Hello. Uh, hello. Uh Hey, I was uh, I, I was interested in the title, and I was trying to uh, listen uh, by way of just uh, tapping into the uh, to the to the to the network, but I was unable to do so. So I I, I was uh, hoping just to listen in for a moment so I can get the gist of the conversation. Oh, feel free, feel free. Okay. So thank you for calling. Uh, All right. Sure. I'm just gonna stand by, and uh, if I if I if I need to come in, what what should I do? Do I push one, or just uh, uh, would you just come back to just me? start talking? Okay, thank you, buddy. I I, I just stand by. Thank you. All right. So so to 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 your point, I think our issue is we're 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 picking and choosing when to and whom to uh, celebrate. I mean, when it comes to being blessed. I think God wants you to share it with everybody, you know what I mean, regardless of of how they may take it or how they may feel about it. That, that's, that has nothing to do with you, you know what I mean? God is using you as a tool to let them know that, hey, this can also be yours. The part that I don't like is why can't you just say, hey, good for you, and keep it moving? You know what I mean? Versus, oh, he must be died down that block again. Oh, he ain't been to working in a week. How he, you know, get off vacation and doing this? You know what I mean? Like, like you can't, it can't happen for you as well. Right. And you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that let's let's just take this, you know. For a little a little turn, let's go around the corner on this thing real quick. Because, okay, so you have these relationships, different levels, where um, we just talked about 
where you, you know, you have a mentor pulling you along that's been there, done that, and then you have the ones on your level who's in the grind with you, and then you have the ones who you serve as a mentor to. And we're talking about the reluctance to share blessings um, amongst those in your circles out of, you know, fear of judgment or, um, you know, maybe or negativity. Um, So let's just pose this question here. If you have those kinds of relationships and if you have those people in your circle, whether it be friends, family, or significant others or what have you, who can't celebrate the good um, that you do, whether it's promotion or um, opening a new business or, you know, getting a raise or, you know, buying a new car or house. You know, if you don't have those people, you know, if those people can't celebrate you, is it even worth it to have a relationship with these people if they can't come in and enjoy you and where you are in your life when the shoe is on the other foot and they have goodness come to them? You jump in and you celebrate with them. Hey, let's go, you know, hey, let's go smoke a cigar. I mean, let's go catch a movie or let's go have, you know, a cocktail or something. You know, celebrate your, your good day or your, you know, your good promotion and, you know, let's let's take that in. You know what I'm saying? Are those if the people can't celebrate you, are those relationships that we need to keep? I personally I like don't think so. I think that oh, please, go right ahead. Okay, thank you. Uh and and that was that that was what I got from your title when I saw it uh uh on, on your page. So, uh, you know, uh, I've gotten to a point in my life where I think that I am a mentor. Um through life experiences, uh, I have been able, uh, I have been allowed by God's grace to straddle both sides of the fence due to my own curiosity, and and to come out on better, and to come out better on the other side. Uh, in that, um, you know, when when the young lady posed that question, my experience has been that it is a matter of, sometimes. It, it appears to be a matter of demographics, all right, mm-hmm. uh, when it depends on where you're from. Uh, and let me try to give an example. Um, I, I spent most of my life in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, it being a mecca for people of color and being a multicultural environment, okay? Uh, and then um, at, at, during the latter part of my life, I moved deeper to the to the southeast, to the south east of Georgia. And and so the so when I moved to this uh area, uh it's near Valdosta and all. When I moved to this area, it was actually a culture shock for me. All right. So in relationship to the young lady's comment, uh some people just don't know how to do. Okay. Mm. They don't know they don't know how to be happy for you. They don't know how uh, they never be they they never been taught uh, by whatever means how to encourage you and and what it is and what your endeavors are uh, to to back you up to push you along to encourage you uh, you got a new car they don't know how to say wow that is a nice car you really look good in that car they don't know how to do that 
And so, uh, so, so they have a, a what I've observed to be a selfish mindset. Now, okay. now, now, where I am now, I'm in Albany, Georgia. All right. And and when you look at the history of Albany, Georgia, just just quickly, but look at the look at the history of, of Albany, Georgia. It lies along the Flint River. All right, it's the same same Flint River that runs from Michigan all the way down to the south. All right. Now, uh, back in years past, back in, uh, in early history, the Flint River was used as a avenue to transport cotton. All right. And so, and I say that to say that the the, the mindset seems to still be of that uh, of that era, whereas it's all about me. It's a dog eat dog world. Uh, every man for themselves here in this demographic. So I think it's a matter of demographics, uh, and that's why you don't, you, you know, but when it comes down to mentoring, all right, for those of us that do know, and for those of us that do understand that it does take a village, if you will, to raise each other up, then we have to be uh, diligent in trying to teach or show or being, a, being an example of that concept. Thanks, baby. Okay. Thank you all. Uh-huh. Now, um, I, that could that could be very well the case. I also think that um, to kind of piggyback off that, in in our community, we find that that you because you can't achieve it or because you you don't really understand it. Like you said, they don't know how. They don't know how to congratulate you. So instead of congratulating you, they want a question, thinking that it was ill-gotten. Because maybe that's how, you know, they heard the the people in their lives, you know, when they were younger, saying, well, if you have this kind of money, then you must have taken it from somebody. You know, like it's, it's, it's you can't work to get ahead. You know what I mean? You only get ahead by, by stealing and cheating and all that kind of stuff. So I, I get what you're saying 100%. But it, it saddens me because... That that can't be the only way. That can't be the only way, especially if you if you're a believer in, in, in God and in Christ. You you can't tell me that that's that's the only way. No, I don't think I don't. I I agree. Um, you know, in in understanding that part of the problem is demographics, and um, you know, we had this conversation earlier today about where the perception of uh, or the differences between houses and, and where you live and what could be perceived as to be the hood or the projects um, and different things like that. So I can, under, I can definitely understand that demographics come to, um, is a, takes a part in that. I mean, in, in the, the gentleman said that, he um, previously lived in Atlanta. Well, when you think about Atlanta and you, you think about the, the black folk in Atlanta, um, the first presumption or assumption is, man, if you're black and you live in Atlanta, you're doing it. You know, you, you're making it, you know, because this is, it, it just happens for people of color here or what have you. Um, and there's when it comes to, owning businesses, when it comes to being CEOs, CFOs, and just climbing any corporate ladder, it is 
the possibilities here or in Atlanta for um, are just limitless. And so when you say you live in Atlanta, that automatic assumption that you are making it is is already there. And um, I guess still the unfortunate part is, is when you're talking to your counterpart who may live in, you know, a certain part of Florida or a certain part of North Carolina or Virginia or what have you, um, you know, someone you've been connected to for years, um, you can't share your blessings because of the demographics, but I think it's a shame and it saddens me. Yeah, because it's it's not, I don't think that your demographics isn't a hindrance because I think that when it comes to blessings, God can bless you in Atlanta or Norfolk. You know what I'm saying? And the same blessing you get in Atlanta is the same blessing you can get in, in Norfolk. And I understand that the cost of living is different. I understand that the the jobs, um, the availability of jobs is different, but God is still God. So if I'm talking to you and we've been, you know, thick for years and I say, man, you know, we just got this house and, you know, I want you to come and it's, you know, it's just unbelievable. And, you know, just trying to share an excitement and, you know, the response is like, oh, well, okay, well, I got to work. You know, I love to come see it, but I mean, I ain't doing it like you doing it. I I actually got to get up and punch a clock. You know what I'm saying? And mm. so it's like, well, dang, you know, wait, the same God that's opened these doors for me, He'll do it for you. Mm. You know, it's it's funny. I was talking about how I was talking to my son earlier, and his friend came over. He was like, you know, is your dad in the NFL? And I'm barely scratching 5'10". But I'm going to claim 5'10". Because I made it. And I'm a little over 200 pounds. But every black guy who has a house in Atlanta or has a house doesn't mean that the only way you got it is because you're an entertainer or an athlete. Some people actually work. And more than that, we all are blessed. And I think that's an opportunity to create, um, to educate our young them because you got to think about what they see. So the only thing they see is on, on TV or sometimes in reality, the only thing they see is for the common folk who have normal jobs, you know, or may own a business or two, but because they're just business owners, they're not entertainers or celebrities, you know, they, they're, the standards aren't the same. And so they don't understand that, hey, you don't have to play football or basketball or try to rap in order to buy a nice house and, you know, have a nice car and live a nice, comfortable life. You can be the nerdiest dude on the on the planet, you know, and don't don't be the guy playing on the team, be the guy who owns it. You know, that's where the money is. You know, you have to think, they don't think on the ownership level. They think on the player mentality. So I just think that those types of comments and, um, creates an opportunity to, to teach our, our kids and say, look, man, you know, no, I don't play football. 
you know, here's what I do, here's what I did. But how how do you you kind of fix that? Like when only thing you see on television is entertainers, right? Be it athletes or musicians True. or what have you. So the common guy, he he have no he get, he gets no love. The regular guy gets no love because please, it's it's not shown because it's not shown. They don't they don't you know TV does not portray business owners and CEOs. They they put celebrities. And they have everybody thinking that you know you have to be a celebrity in a celebrity in order to make it. Well, and again, the what, only way you they, the only way you change. Go ahead. No, please. I'm sorry. Cause it's, go ahead. Well, I was going to say the only way you can change that is by having you know one conversations like these and giving you know young folk access to it. But then more than that, you know, putting that footprint in your community, whatever it is, what it, whatever it is you do or have done. You know, you you spread the word, and where the the conversation tonight is about the reluctance to to share your blessings with others. You we we vocal, we be more vocal about it. Look, you know, this is what I do, and shoot, here's where I live. I I didn't have to go cheer and you know play ball and do all these different kinds of things that, that athletes and celebrities do? Well, see, the thing about that is, although they appear to have this particular lifestyle, and, and, and forgive me when I say this, I know I'm offending some people that have family members that are offending, but they're slaves themselves. They're working for somebody else. They must do and rise and jump when someone else tell them to jump. You know what I mean? So it it looks fabulous, but in actuality, I can sleep in. You can't. You got to be out on the field. Right. So our our youth see this, and and they want to be like these guys. Maybe it's because they want to be on television. Maybe they think they have a lot of money. But in actuality, you have you have a greater responsibility because when balls say get up and run, you got to get your ass up and run. We have a new call on the line, real quick. Who's with us? Hello. Okay. Well, we'll move right along. So it it really it really irks and you know because we're the ones that's out here working hard. We're the ones out here that's that's living, you know, a true free life. But we're the ones that's getting hated on. Now, do you think we'll have those same questions if we was entertainers? No one would, would say, Oh, does your dad play football? Because they'll, they'll automatically assume he's black, he's living in this house, he must play football. Help me out. Right. And again, it goes back to like, you know, like the, where I hit on earlier, it's, it's, it's about 
they wake up and they see the, you know, the Stephon Curry's and the, you know, um, Odell Beckham and all them folks. Um, forgive me because I don't watch sports, but they see all the players playing. They don't wake up and see Mark Cuban. See what I'm saying? Like, that's who mm-hmm. you, like, you go for his job. You go for the ownership part. Don't go for the person who reports to him. Because you see these people out here, that is actually their job. That's, I mean, of course, they're blessed in that area to be able to play that sport that well and um, to, to get paid. They do make good money, but our kids see that. They don't see the Mark Cubans, the one who, you know, started off making different sorts of investments prior to owning the Mavericks, you know, and then through different investments is how he actually came to own the Mavericks. But they don't see those people why, like you said, because they're sleeping in, or because they're they're figuring out what their next move is while their players are getting up, going to work. Um, and I think that because it's entertainment and it's sports, they don't see it as a job, but it's actually these folks' job. They have to fulfill a contract. They have to get up and be at work or to be there on the field at 6 a.m. or whatever it is the mandate is. Um, and again, the how the way we get to change that is we stop being fearful of sharing our blessings and say, you know what? Yeah, I live in this house. Yeah, I'm rich. You know, whatever it is you think I got, you know, yeah, I have it. But guess what? I get up and I work for it every day. It wasn't given. It took prayer. It took hard work. And you can have the same thing by doing X, Y, Z. And we start to kind of bring them along and show them the steps because, honestly, the that is much more attainable than being in the NFL or being in the NBA. I agree. I like Nick. Now, I like Nick please do. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, okay. So, um, so I, I am a little older than you guys, um, and so, and I say that to say this. Um, there's a generational uh, gap where I, I come from a different generation. Uh, I mm-hmm. actually came from the I actually came from the working class generation. Uh, I'm, I'm 63 years old. Okay, and so um, when when you all were speaking about the entertainment uh, and and from from where I see where I stand and my perspective has been that uh today's generation and that and I, I say that by no means by insult, it's just by observation. Uh today's generation has bought in to uh the ratings game. And I'll mm-hmm. try to explain what I mean. Uh, you know, uh sensationalism brings good ratings.
and the, and the best way for me to get it is to do what that person did to get it. So so they so they perceive mm. that to be paid. Now, all right, but you know when we look at the fundamental, uh, one of the fundamental problems that we have allowed in our community. One of the fundamental problems that we are allowed to happen in our community was the ideology that thug life is the way of life. Mm. Because, uh, and this is purely by observation, okay, so thug life, the thug life mentality lasted about 25 years. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's a generation, all right? Mm-hmm. And so, and I'd like to try to prove that uh, when you look at, the, the lyrics of, of Thug Life, where uh, in, in, in a lot of ways it demeaned, it demeaned the, uh, the existence of uh, the, the role of women. It demeaned the role of men, which, which should have been up on the, on the upswing, especially see, back in my day, uh, pimp life was, was the thing. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, pimp, and pimp life was how many women you can have. All right. Uh, now, all in all, there was some detriment in that mentality because that, uh, a lot of times uh, the father uh, of the house of the, or, or of the home was a rolling stone. So he had uh, children outside of the home. Now, in, in, in retrospect or in contrast, thug life uh, is, is pretty much the same idea, whereas to be a thug, you don't have to do nothing. You don't have to go to work. Mm. Uh, you don't have to hold down the relationship. Uh, you don't have to commit to nothing. Just be a thug. All right. Now, uh, the detriment in that mentality is throughout the years that that was allowed in our community, women during that generation had no idea of what an actual man was supposed to be. Hmm. So, so they had no idea what to expect out of a man because hmm. uh, the only thing the only thing she grew up with was the gangster rap and thug life. And whatever gangster rap said right. So whatever gangster whatever gangster rap implied, um it and and, and and test the water. Test the water now. And, and the way you test the water is actually question some of the young people of, of that generation. Because they would tell you that the only thing they ever knew was uh, the only thing that yeah, they really appreciated was thug life and gangster rap. You know that's why uh, when when you look at the music of of your, of your parents, the music of your parents was romantic and 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 trying to fit it in a relationship and trying to mm-hmm. move down a relationship. Or, or you know I used to be a DJ, okay. And mm-hmm. what what stopped what stopped me from being a DJ was people don't dance on them. Oh, I mean they they, they do a little bit now. But all they do is this. That's right. All they do is this. Let's rock back up over and stand against the wall and bob the head. Exactly. They rock. Uh huh. So so uh, when when it comes down to our conversation, you know, my strategy is my strategy is is to ask the right question. Mm. Anytime, anytime you want to get an answer to something. You have to ask the right question, and a lot of times the question that you ask, you already know the answer to. You just want to know how other people are thinking about the question that you ask, or you mm-hmm. just want to try to provoke, provoke thought, provoke deep thought. Because I don't think, and and I say this in all fairness, I don't think that people of today's time, 
it, and that could be white, black, or anybody else. Especially when you look at the politics, you can tell that people don't think things out well enough before they before they decide to do something. And uh, mm. so thank you for letting me say that. Well, I, I I agree with you. I agree with you uh, in in almost every point you just made. Uh, from and being forty, I I grew up in that that gangster out there in in that Tupac and the thug life and and all this kind of stuff. When you know it was celebrated, the thugs were celebrated. You know, when they get out of prison, they're celebrated. But the nerds, as my wife mentioned earlier, aren't. They frown upon. They want to pick on them. Those are the ones that is going to be the CEOs and the CFOs and the COOs, the founders even, when the thugs won't even qualify to be a janitor. Because the only thing they know is the thug, the streets. Now, on the other side of that same coin, through education, through education, we we have to school our 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 youth and show them that there's more. You, being a thug isn't the only way you're going to get money or obtain success or whatever little trinkets that makes you look good in the community, in the eye of the community. You know what I mean? So I don't got to go out here and, and steal, rob, and kill to drive this Bentley. I can actually go to work every day and drive this Bentley. But that's not what television portrays. Television only has the entertainers and the Bentleys. In fact, television don't even talk about, you know, their corner office anymore. Some shows you, people used to talk about wanting to work up to be in the corner office. So they get the good view. That's no more. Now, you got to sleep with the boss in order to get promoted. That's sad. Right. And and I think, um, you know, that another thing that, that he said was powerful that we, you know, had been, we had done sort of a miniseries about was um, women and we we talked a little bit about the 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 male um or the man being a provider you know having that role as a provider and we talked about how because of the generational gap the women didn't know what a man was and you know when he said you know thug life and first thing that comes to my mind is just to validate that point is one of the songs Tupac had the chorus is you know, with a with a lady singing, and I forgot who it was, but she says you can run the streets with your thugs. I'll be waiting for you until you get through. I'll be waiting. So it was acceptable. Um, we accepted the thug life. We accepted that that world that the man created, um, or the world that they actually lived in, and and did their thuggish stuff in. Now taking this just a step further. Only the Tupacs and the Snoop Dogs and the and the Dr. Dre's and the Ice Cube can, you know, were thugs that actually turned it into a career. Some of them still alive, some gone. But I think the point is, is you know, the success part of it that they had 
didn't come from the thug life. The success came from the people who were smart enough to put their rhymes on paper and put a beat to it and put it through the industry. But even then, they're still working for somebody else. Yes, they are still working for somebody else. I understand that. But even I'm, I'm what just driving the point back home so the conversation comes full circle is that the success came from actually putting it to work, not just, you know, sitting back being thug. They they went out there and got it, even though they did get it from somebody else, because let's just be real, not everyone is going to be a business owner. Not everybody is, is, is made up to be a business owner. Some people are going to work for somebody else. The reality of it is most people at some point in life or another is going to work for somebody else. But that doesn't mean that they cannot be successful and yet turn around and share that success, even with those who sit back in judgment um, and don't celebrate them at that time. Because, again, when we talk about success and talk about sharing and not having to dumb down our blessings for anyone, that's how we start to create the change to let people so that people understand that uh, any normal person can do this because not only is not not only are blessings a result of of prayer and and God but blessings are a result of works absolutely I like speaking it. of I like blessings in God I like that pastor I see you on the line come on now okay are you there? Yeah. Yeah, we right here. Okay, thank you. All right, so I'd like to elaborate on what the the, the host, uh, Madam Host, just said. Okay, so um, I, I first of all, let me not numb down um the fact that prayer and faith and and the belief in God and something higher than oneself is paramount when it comes down to actually getting getting something out of this thing called life. Um, I think that one of my problems in my earlier life, uh, and my, mo- my mother tried to warn me about this, uh, I felt that I had to assimilate in order to be mm. a part of and mm. to be, uh, in order to be accepted. Now, uh, you know, and, and so, and, and, so the young lady spoke about uh, how some people are able to capitalize on the industry at hand. And I think Puff Daddy was one of those. Uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Dre was one of those. And even T.I. was one of those. Uh, mm-hmm. T.I. and his other uh, rapper, you all may know him, Shorty Lowe, uh, they used to beef all the time because mm-hmm. Shorty Lowe claimed, Low claimed that T.I. wasn't from the hood like he said. And and that's a perfect point. You don't have to be from where you from from from. You don't have to assimilate to capitalize to capitalize on the trend. And so you know, so uh, I, I I know that at times now he he has fallen short of that idea. Uh, but I, I think that's the that's the thing. All right, now, but I also want to say when it comes down to faith. 
and when it comes down to prayer. I think the missing link is, especially in, in with the today's generation, if I may be allowed to say that. Um, you know, a man, uh, the gentleman host here, and like myself and, and, and the lady also, we was fortunate enough to have grandmothers and mothers that knew something about prayer and and mm. how to and how to incorporate faith in, in our lives. Now, we may have mm-hmm. all fallen short, and maybe we did. But the point is, I think I'm trying to make is, some people of today, in today's time, in modern time, was not as fortunate. Because if you did the math, a lot of, of today's uh, young people, uh, their parents was of the of the 90s and the late 80s. And in and, and that day and time, I, I have a co-worker. I have a coworker, and he is uh, at this time he is probably 35. And he said to me uh, a few years ago, he said uh, he he knew nothing but the sale of cocaine uh, as he was growing up as a, as a, as a child. Uh, his uncles mm-hmm. did it, uh, his brothers did it, and so he said he saw crack cocaine even as as, as uh, 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 frequently. Uh, on on the tables in his home as early as age 11. So I think my point I'm trying to make is that when it comes to the prayer and 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 the and the incorporation of faith, a lot of times they don't know what that is, or they don't know how it works. So I think the most fundamental thing that we can do is be fundamental, start from scratch. Just teach that part. And, Yes, sir, and teach that part. That's right. And, we, mm-hmm. and so, you know, in my observation, I think what I have observed is we, we have taken too much for granted. We think that mm-hmm. people, go, people get it when they don't. They really don't get it. And we assume that they get it. And I think that's a mistake that we can't afford to make any longer. Thank you. I love that because you're absolutely right. I I, I often tell people, you know, I can't. I'm not sure that you know until I teach you. And when it comes to that element right there, you know, I, like my wife like to say, to bring it full circle, I think that it we should tell everybody about the blessings of God. That's one way of teaching them with something that tangible, something that you could actually see and actually touch to say, well, here it is right here before your eyes. Well, how did you do it? I didn't. This was God. Only because all I had was this, 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 and I needed this, 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 two, and the third and to get this. I don't know how it happened. All I know, it must be God. That's what I know. I prayed about it. I had faith. I hope, And I put in the work as though it was already here. And look what's before us right now. So you're absolutely right. We must start with the fundamental, with the prayer part, with the mm-hmm. faith, with the admitting of his existence. Let's not forget that part. We definitely got to make sure that he gets the credit because it's not of our doing. It's not of our doing. Right. And I think he hit the, he hit the nail on the head when you know, he spoke about our grandmothers. So, you know, like when we were slipping, 
on our prayers. You know, and, and, and truth be told, from for me, it wasn't even my mother. It was my grandmother who prayed day in and day out, you know, hour by hour, minute by minute, whatever her prayer was. That's how God kept me. And, um, like, back then, you didn't have a whole lot of tangible to see the real works of God. I mean, yeah, you had a constant roof over your head. You had running water. And, you know, you That's had everything you needed. Yeah, right. But when I say <laughs> I'm thinking of to the lead, to the to the level that it is now, like it's. I guess the, the blessings that we see as adults as a result of the prayer from our grandparents, um, it's I, th- I think it's bigger um, because I think the need for to spread the word is bigger and it's more imperative now than ever because, like the gentleman said, the fundamentals have, have are gone. You know, there is none of that anymore. And we're assuming that people know and they don't know. And so when we talk about sharing our blessings, whatever it may be, and just basking in a moment of goodness, you know, and sometimes we don't do that out of fear of being judged. I think that that fear, we have to kind of kick that to the curb and mm-hmm. start back spreading the word. And I think that, you know, Absolutely. like you both said, that's getting back to the fundamentals. Um, because I don't know about y'all, but my grandma wasn't afraid to pray wherever she was at any given time. If she was at a stoplight and, need, and needed to get one up, she was going to get one up before she put her foot on that gas. And that's just how she was. And it, it didn't matter who was walking by, who was behind her blowing a horn. If she needed a prayer up, she was going to get it up. And nowadays, it's, well, I'll wait till I get home. Or, hmm, well, I can't pray right now because it's, you know, we're afraid. I don't, I don't know of what, but we're afraid to be bold about God, to be bold about faith, to be bold about who we are. And not only that, to be bold about enjoying prosperity and being blessed and enjoying mm-hmm. The ability to have, you know, to to be able to work whether you own your own business or work for someone, but we are afraid to enjoy the ability to brag a little bit about that. Well, it's not, I don't even think it's it's bragging, right? I think. Well, let me let me let me let me change that. When I'm bragging, I'm not bragging on me, right? I'm bragging right. on God. Right. Yeah. Yes. And, and the, what just came to my spirit is. It's it's the battle between the flesh or the carnal and the spirit. Spiritually, we are thanking God. We are giving him praises. We are, you know, letting it be known. But we're fighting against the carnal because what we see on television, what the kids are seeing on television is not, not that. I think it's biblical, uh, don't quote me, where it talks about the temptation. You know, all the rappers who really who really made it, and I've said this before, they talk about selling drugs. They glorify or sensationalize drug dealer. Now, just like your, your, your friend, my brother, who said he saw it when he was young, so did I. 
And yes, all the the big drug dealers had the big cars, the big chains, and the, the fancy clothes, and the rims, and the girls, and but all of them don't have anything to show for it to this day, except a nice shiny headstone. You know what I mean? Or, or so, or sentence, right? So, and they got all those. I used to, I used to, I used to, man, I was. But those that's out here and say, look, God carry me, keep me, guide my steps, allow my, 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 my conversation, allow my, to affect somebody. And I'm giving you all the honor. Just use me. Use me. We're, we're afraid right. of it. Because it's like, right. it looks like it doesn't, it doesn't look as appealing as mm-hmm. the gaudy chains and, and the tight pants and the, you know, thousand dollar jeans. Mhm. But in order to get back to the fundamentals, we got to get back to saying we got to get to doing that. You know, um, I was in the grocery store Saturday. I went to the grocery store very briefly, running in there, trying to run in and get out. And I've looked. Pretty much the same now as I did 20 years ago. I don't know. But this lady was staring at me, and I thought to myself, what is she staring at? And I didn't want to say anything. And I looked at her, and I smiled, and I said, hi. And she said, you have the most beautiful skin. Do you drink a lot of water? <laughs> and so I laughed, and I said, well, I try to, but I, to be honest with you, this, this is just my blessing. I've always been like this. You know, so I, you know, drinking the water or not, my skin stays the same. And she said, "Really? Yes, ma'am." And that was just it. So, you know, we have to get back to doing more of that, especially when someone else sees it. You know, and and compliments you on it, whatever it may be. You have to be bold enough to say, "Look, hey, this ain't by me. I I drink a ginger ale or juice anytime I get ready." Wake up the next morning, my skin is still the same, no water or not, you know. So those types of things, we have to kind of seize the opportunity to let people know that, yeah, and, you know, and be more than that. Don't be reluctant to share. Um, And if you know what, I think even an hour and we're an hour into this call, but even it's coming to me right now, like, if if someone, if you want to share your blessing with someone and they don't know how to receive it to kind of, you know, bask in that glory with you, then that's not your problem, that's theirs. You keep sharing, and if they want to sit back and clam up and look at you and judge you, then they're just going to be putting, you know, more time or more delays on what God has for them simply because they don't understand how it all works. I think that's I an agree. excellent point. I, I think that's an excellent point that um, you know, uh, we have to get to a place where we are willing to do the work that we know that God has uh, given us to do, and that is to en- en- enlighten people on yes, you see this glow, and that's what that's what the lady saw in you. It was it was that's the glow, saw. right? It was the glow. And 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 people want that. They, you know, when it comes down to the fundamentals, they don't know how to hold on to it. And and and, and let, let me try to prove that point. 
They don't know how to hold on to it. And so, you know, when people go to church on Sunday, by Wednesday, they're empty. It's because they don't know how to hold on to it. Now, with that, with that statement, I actually have a, I actually want to blame some some pastors sometimes on their method of teaching because uh, the the promise that's been given to us by Christ uh, that we can have joy and happiness right here on earth as it is in heaven. See, and people that goes right over people's heads because we take for granted that they grab it. Even even uh, the words of the Lord's Prayer, if you were to dissect that word for word, sentence for sentence, context for context, we take for granted that people get it, but it goes right over their head because if they did get it, they won't be they won't be as starving for the word or for guidance by Wednesday. You know, uh, now me personally, uh, look. I got to tell you that uh, I had God grace to inter- to intervene in my life personally. I right? I am that guy that was uh, that was uh, strung out on 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 crack cocaine in Atlanta, and um and it wasn't it wasn't long though it wasn't long praise God, but my behavior before then was far and long. I was a, a pot smoker, uh, alcohol drinker. Uh, heavy indulgence in most things, and and that indulgence led me down the path of whatever came next. Now, my point is that it was God intervention that actually saved my life through rehab. And in fact, now I had to take four attempts at rehab before I actually started to listen. Because before then, I think I I wanted to continue to do one thing and not the other. But you know, um, but in actuality, God allowed me to go through all of that, just to come full circle, like you said, and to come back to Him. Now, with that, I can't shut up about it. And and this has been thirty years ago now. I've been I've, I haven't had a drink in thirty years, right? So this is it's a whole another lifetime. But hmm. the thing about it is that I you know, for me, and this is my definition of it. You know, we hear about God's grace. We heard ever since we were in Sunday school about God's grace. But I'm here to tell you that, and this, this is where most people fall short. It don't mean much about God's grace. It don't mean much until it happens to you. And then when it happens to you, you know it firsthand. And then, and so with that, I'm always talking like this. I mean, I, I am the saved one. Look, I went to school with Hank Aaron children. I went to school with uh, Andrew Young children. I went to school with Maynard Jackson children, who was the first black mayor in the United States period. And and these kids had prominent futures, okay? Now, we was all of the same era in time, okay? But I, and, and I don't know how they fared out, but I know that God saw favor upon me. Why? I have asked that question. But like Moses, it ain't my business to ask why. Just accept it for what it is. And, and I'm telling you, 
It is my mission to do God's work. So, and that's what led me to this, to your show. This I'm the first time call. Okay, but I'm always looking. I'm always looking to be the difference maker. Uh, and you know, and one of my T-shirts, I started to make inspirational T-shirts. And one of my T-shirts says, "You be the difference. Yeah. Be the difference. You be the difference. That, the difference that we talk about." So I, it is, it's up to me, it's up to us, I think, to be to be that difference. Thank you. I agree. Well, first, I want to congratulate you, bro. I really, um, um, I don't know you personally, but through Christ, I am like we're brothers, and I am happy that you were able to to make that transition. It took four attempts, but you made it through, and continue to share that because I always say you didn't go through it for you. You went through it for somebody else. So keep sharing that, bro, because I promise you there's a lot of people that need to hear that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, now, if, if, if y'all don't mind, I'd like to add something to I've been listening for uh, quite a while. You guys are on fire tonight. And um, I've just been enjoying it uh, completely. Uh, and the brother that just shared, you know, his testimony and his story, he actually uh, posed the question and answered it at the exact same time. He was talking about, you know, people get things on Sunday and by Wednesday they've lost it. Well, uh, the truth of the matter is this, um, you know, he just told how we ought to maintain it. First of all, you got to want to maintain it. Uh, if you don't want it, can't nobody make you keep it. That's first of all. And second of all, if you really want it, that's why you have midweek service. That's why you have early morning prayer. That's why you have a Bible. That's why you have you know, a prayer life and all those things. That helps you to maintain, you know, what you actually uh, did receive on Sunday from that pastor, uh, from God through that pastor. It's like going to the gym. You know, you go to the gym, you can have a good workout, but you know, when you you know, with your personal trainer, but when you go home, if you're eating cornbread, biscuits, and hamburgers all the time, you just negated what you received. So it, it it it's on that individual person. But then another way of helping somebody once they do receive something is through the words of the testimony. You know, uh, the other saint sharing just like his own testimony, sharing and saying, "Hey, man, listen, I, you know, I, I see you're a little weak right now." Let me tell you, man, you know, God is real and God is good. And let me tell you about a personal experience. And so I, I think that um, um, sounds like he's doing, you know, some awesome work. But I think if all of us would share more of our testimony, um, all the pastors wouldn't get all the blame. We deserve most of it. I'll admit that. But we wouldn't get all of it because it's not the pastor's complete responsibility to go and follow you around your house to make sure you got it. You know, he has a life also. So we have to get out and we have to encourage one another because um, one of the things you guys said, that just, just, I mean, it was just, as far as I'm concerned, was on point. You went from pimps to thugs, you know, talking about that, and that is definitely two different eras, uh, different generations and all of that. But even though you got pimps and thugs, my question is, you know, pimps and thugs have standards. But where do the standards come from? And I think that's what's happening. You know, those standards were never meant by God to be followed 
uh, by anybody. And that's how we got mm-hmm. to where we are. And this is how I like to say it. This is my my. This is how I love to say it. This is what some kind of way down the line we became. Um, um, I guess you would say an echo instead of a voice. You know, instead of using the voice, our voice. You know, the one God gave us. We some kind of way became an echo. In other words, started trying to repeat or redo what we're watching everybody else do. But it's possible to watch the wrong people. And then finally, mm. y'all talking about the blessings. That is so good. Uh, you know, peace and contentment, that ain't sexy, but it turns me on. Let me tell you what I mean by that. People see the, 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 the rims and people see the coat, the, 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 the jewelry and the money and all that. Well, that's sexy, y'all. Y'all hear me? That's real sexy. But you know what? It's short-lived oftentimes because, like, the brother said, one of the brothers said, you know what, man, uh, Eddie will get you, end up getting you a sentence or getting you in jail or something like that. But, see, peace and contentment, that's getting it God's way. That, now, that's what turns me mm-hmm. on right there. If you got what you got, but you got to look over your shoulder, or if you got what you got and you can't share it with anybody, you didn't get it from God. Because when God gave it to you, he gave you more than enough to share with somebody else, mm. and you never run out. Mm. And he was talking about mm. the 23rd Psalm. The 23rd Psalm said, my cup runs over. That means I got enough in mind to flip over to where you can get a few sips also. That's the way it's supposed to be. Mm. So we just got to – we just got to um, – Get back to our real source. We got to get back to our source. We got to understand that when God blesses us, you know, first of all, we need to define blessing. Because so a blessing is not a car or a house. Because if it was, then you know what? The people that's got a lot of money and good credit, they're more blessed than the people that don't. So the blessing is not the tangible thing. The blessing is the ability that God gives you to get it. He gives you favor. Like that. Sometimes at the dealership, sometimes with the right mindset. You know, but once you really are blessed, I think I heard uh, Monica say it, you know, you you not only, you know, uh, have enough for you, but you can share it with your brothers and sisters. You can you can literally share it. Matter of fact, you have an obligation to share it. That's why that brother has that T-shirt company. God's been so good to him with that grace and mercy. He got to put it on somebody's back so they can, so they can see that thing, man. And so uh, That's right. I believe until, until people get it for themselves. You know, have that personal experience. You know, they're always gonna lag behind, and you know, won't want to follow the pimp or the thug or the whatever, whatever. But again, I'd rather be a voice than an echo any day. Well, you know, that goes back to my, my and it's been on my spirit. The word foundation. If the foundation is solid, it is it's not moving. It's 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 right there. It's solid. It's consistent but when you don't have a foundation you tend to blow in the wind and just just pray that a hurricane or something don't come and the wind too big that blows you far off you know what i mean so i'd rather be a nail in the, in the concrete than to be a string on the balloon that makes sense because that nail in that concrete isn't going anyplace but that balloon, <laughs> that strength on that balloon may slip away at any moment. So yes, that's, 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 that's the issue. You know, you go and you, and you get it, you get the word on Sunday, but it's short-lived because you just a string of the balloon. The foundation 
the application isn't there. The prayer isn't there. Absolutely. The consistency isn't there to maintain Absolutely. that. Every every day, every minute you pray, or every hour you pray, it's 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 it's, it's a revival. It revitalizes. Absolutely. What you just learned Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if I may, uh, and, and that's what the pastor was talking about. And, and pastor, I appreciate you uh, pulling my cord a little bit. And I, I did not mean to allude to the fact that uh, it, it, it it's the fault of the pastor. And uh, your you point did. was well taken. But your point was well taken. It's it's the maintenance. It's the daily maintenance uh, mm-hmm. that that keeps that keeps us free uh, from right. you know and 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 and, and, and today's time. Check this out. In today's time, we are being tested on the regular, especially with with with, 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 with the politics, uh, with with the orbit of the politics being in the air all the time. Um, they, uh, with false information being given all the time, uh, they try to set the narrative to try to persuade those who don't know how to think for themselves and those who don't study the Bible, or those who are always looking for somebody else to follow. Uh, they they are working double time. To try to change even the truth, they they are, sure they are right. even challenging. I'm sorry. No, you're absolutely right. I'm I am amen, you brother. Please continue. Mm-hmm. Yes. So now, so it is my hope, and, and look, I this, I am such a believer that God is in control of everything. All of this is just a message that we need to. Uh, and I, I I know I'm talking to the choir here. But for anybody else that's listening, uh, this this should be a, a call to to write oneself, you know, because look, we're not gonna hear too many more chances before before Christ comes back, uh, and so uh, you know, when it comes to Bible prophecy, uh, for me, and I'm, and I'm don't mean to try to quote scripture and, and 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 stammer over myself in doing so, but I do understand the word. And I do understand that all of this is happening uh, in line with the return of Christ. And so uh, hopefully people are paying attention well enough. And I think that's one of the, that's one of the problems with black people as well as, as well as white people also. Because the ones that, that are so easily persuaded are persuaded. Now, Pastor, you have to agree with me, and I'm sure you and sure all of you do in, in in your own ministry that this is, has been such a test that even the white evangelical Christians have seemed to fail that test because I, I, I agree with you one hundred percent wholeheartedly <laughs> and the yeah. test has, has done several things you know when you have a test um, the test is given to promote you. To if you take a test, you know God will take you to another level. But a lot of the testing that you've seen, and you see seen some of the um, white and black evangelicals, you know, fail the test. Well, what's happening is they're being exposed. They weren't real to begin with. I mean, that's just mm. I hate to say Foundation. it. That's just the way it is. Because when you start, you know, um, uh, uh, being thrown things that's that you should have gotten in your foundation, and you're saying, "Well, this 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 man that we have as a president, he's our president. And we have to do what he says." Well, I hear you, but if it goes against your foundational teaching, if it goes against the word of God, and you're going to stand there 
and back a president that's against, you know, um, <laughs> different races and things of that nature. Something's wrong with you. And so you're right about that testing, man. It is, it is constant. It is consistent. And, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of my colleagues, you know, have fallen for the okie doke. I, I hate to say it, uh, you know, uh, but it's out there. And we're seeing now who's going to stand, who who's going to be real in this thing, who's going to say, well, you know what, uh, they're throwing money at me to say this, you know, because right now I can get money from my church. All I got to do is follow certain plans. They've got rules in place in the government that allows me tax-exempt status, that allows me, you know, uh, certain things that will help me build facilities, but uh, I'm limited in what I can say. They take away my voice. I have to become an echo. And that's what a lot of them are doing. They're building bigger barns, or they call it bigger churches. The Bible, uh, Bible calls it bigger barns. Um, but then they're telling them what they can and can't say. So, brother, you are right on that thing. You are dead on it. Well, we have a new caller on the line. Uh, caller, please jump in whenever you feel free. Amen, amen, amen. Greetings in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is Pastor Don Jr., CEO, Entertainment Worldwide Network. Oh, my God, man, you're definitely on fire. The brother that was just speaking is really, really an anointed man of God, and I, I just hear the power of the Holy Spirit. And I, I want to commend y'all because y'all might not understand the power of Wi-Fi and how far it goes and how much we live in an on-demand society Everybody's digesting information at 280 characters. We don't have any character when we say I love you anymore. We don't pick up the phone. We just in a heart. So um, y'all keep fighting, man. I, I'm here, man. I, I called into the show, you know, uh, I've been on over 4,500 shows, and I'm in the field every day. And as I get out here and I meet people and I, I listen and I talk to people, it's hard to be who you are in God because it's a spirit and because people can't see God, they can't honor him. But the people we do see, we got to love them. And the ones that we can't see through the phone, we got to know it's another spirit on the other end going through trials, tribulations, and hurt. So y'all keep fighting, man. Y'all are right 100% in the right path. Well, thank you very much. Um, once again, this isn't for for me and the, and the lessons that the brothers and the sisters are giving isn't, or the testimony isn't for them. The things that we go through is to better someone else. So we really appreciate that. Um, we're going to keep fighting because that's all we, we have left is our fight. Well, just sometimes, you know, um, I, I have a, a, I like to watch the show Dream Channel. I'm going to keep 100. You know, I'm a pastor, but I still have to be aware of what's going on. And they have a lot of great interviews on there. You have to know about situations and know what you're getting into. But the craziest thing is they have the saying, they say, we want to give you your flowers while you're here. And um, sometimes we get so wrapped up in the working for the Lord, we forget that we got to pat somebody on the back and say, hey, you're doing a good job. God sends us to encourage each other. Yeah, we can encourage the ones that's out in the field as we're trying to get them into the house. But then some of the people in the house, they, they go 30, 40, 50, 1,000 hours, they don't ever get a high five. Oh, you're supposed to do this for God. You know, sometimes saying thank you just helps. And trust me, I know how hard it is to get these shows, to plan them and get people and guests, and they don't show up, and you have to put it up against them. But no matter what goes on, y'all still on the watchtower. So 
I see y'all, I salute y'all, I support y'all in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God sees too. Thank you. Uh, if you don't, if you don't mind, I want to say something to that brother. I, I want to personally um, uh, thank him. I, I really believe that um, obviously it had to be God to to, to get him to, to call in and respond. And and I, you know, I hate to be selfish, but it was for it was for me tonight. Um, you know, because a lot of times, you know, you don't you don't do what you do to be pat on the back. You do what you do because that's what God called you to do. But the thing about it is this every now and then you the weight gets extremely heavy. And like for me tonight, you know, I don't mind being transparent with you. I have um you know, one of my dear brothers that that I have to uh bury on Friday and uh you know, I'm not looking you know, anybody said there's joy in a eulogy or joy in whatever, whatever. I, you know, that's that's between them and their God, but I'm not that way. Um, I'm also like the brother because, you know, I was told many years ago when I started, that they told me to preach. Uh, when I preached, to make sure I'm preaching with my Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other. In other words, I, you know, spare me the people that feel like the only thing I can get is from the Bible. God can speak the folk through anything, you know. And what I'm saying is I got on this call late tonight, uh, but, you know, I've been going through a week of grieving. Early Sunday morning before I got ready to get up, I got the call that, um, you know, know, time was up. You know, he had transitioned. And I don't care how much of a man of God you are, who you think you are. Let me tell you something. Death hurts. You don't have to be sick to die. You don't have to be old to die. The only criteria to die is you got to be alive, and and you know he was that. And so I've got to funeralize him, and I've just been in this place, in this down place. And my thing was, everybody keeps coming around and talking about what he did for them, how he blessed them, how he pulled them out, how he put them on the right path. This brother was was grinding for like twenty three, twenty four years. And my thing was, without saying it, you know, after all that he's done, sending in all these condolences to the funeral home, and my thing was, I told my wife, I wonder how many people actually told him. I wonder how many actually told him. And, see, I knew him well enough to know that the weight got so heavy sometimes until, you know, he just wanted to quit. He was just – but he kept grinding. And sometimes – just a thank you goes a long way. Not that not that you do it for that, but even the Bible, and I, I'm not going to try to misinterpret it or anything like that. The Bible says, in everything, give thanks. Now, obviously, we got to give God thanks because he's the, you know, he's the supreme ruler. But what's wrong with thanking each other every now and then? So I'm going to take time tonight to thank the brother that called in with the TV shows and all that. To say, man, you know what? You blessed me tonight. I've been, I've been, I've been a bad boy. I've been, man, I've been saying some stuff that you would say you ain't even a pastor. <laughs> if you heard me saying some of the stuff, but the flesh was crying out. And then the other brother that shared his testimony about being on the drugs and God delivering him, that blessed me. And then the couple, um, you guys have blessed me. So I, I am better than Can I, I was um, before I got on this phone. Can I? Can I leave you with some words? And I have to leave you with those words. Uh, first off, <laughs> I honor your platform, and I really honor your transparency. And I have to give you this. When my bishop started, when I was just a brother over 12 years ago, 
everybody still got to put their pants on one leg at a time. No matter what your title is, you still got to put your pants on one leg at a time. But, oh, man, you got a lot. You got a lot. You got a lot. I'm going to be praying for you. And um, But I want to give this to you, and that's what I have to read. And y'all have a great thing of technology. Y'all can run this back. Um, this is what I read every day because there's so many spirits on me. I have 300 winning team members, and they all do different stuff, and they all got different families. So that's them, their cousins, their mamas, their aunties, their sisters, and an imitation play cousin, and whatever big idea they have. So I, I have to read this just to get my day started. So you got one of these weeks coming up, so I want to give this to you. Uh, and it reads, this is the day, my day. I will control what I can and release of that what I can't. I will be confident in my words and in myself. Resilience will trump rejection. Favor will overcome frustration. For every yes, I have secured a victory. For every yes, I have secured a victory. For every yes, I have secured a victory. For every no, I have planned to see. Every contact is a new opportunity, a new challenge, a moment of truth. I am important. I make a difference. I am blessed from above, inspired by those around me. I am powerful. I am loved. Each humble moment, I am thankful, for I have become stronger, for I have become stronger, for I have become stronger. Today is my day. This is my calling. I'm the voice of and for many, the unborn, the hungry. I'm an ambassador for humanity, created by all of them, almighty, faith before all, I shall prevail. Leave that with your heart and your spirit and your mind. I have to read that every day just to deal with the 24 hours that my eyes open up to again. So I'm just so thankful, man. Y'all call me after the show. I'm Pastor Don Jr., CEO, 818-358-5722. I'm here for y'all, man. I I like to talk to people. I'm on a 24-hour clock. I deal with people all across the world. That's why God let me here. I've been on over 4,500 different podcasts and radio shows, but I'm in the right place at the right time, but I'm nowhere at no time. We're going to take that. Talk about the power of God. Yeah, really, really, really. <laughs> the Bible said be careful because you can entertain angels unaware. And uh, I thank yeah. God for, I thank God for um, for him tonight on you know, all those shows and God directed him directly to this. And I am, again, I hate to be selfish with you guys, but it just, I, I, I'm the one in need tonight. So I'm, I'm gonna suck, suck up all I can. <laughs> so, uh, but I really appreciate it. I. Didn't write it down, but I promise you it was deposited. It was written on on my heart, and I got that thing. So um, I was just telling my wife earlier a few hours ago, I got to get back to living day by day. I, I can't go too far ahead, and I can't allow myself to go back. I got to, I got to, that's what the, you know, the, the psalm says, give us this day our daily bread. And, and as long as I'm daily bread living, and asking God to give me the strength and the wisdom, knowledge, patience, you know, and everything that I need for today, you know, um, I'm content, you know. But when I start trying to look ahead and say, man, you know, what is this thing all about or whatever. So I'm blessed tonight. I don't know about you guys. I am just, I'm I'm, I'm on fire now. Yeah, I'm right there with well, you. <laughs> I, I am too. And just, you know, Everybody calling in, uh, unsolicited, unprovoking, but God brought them all. The brother who's in Albany, 
don't know him, I am blessed. And if you don't mind, I will write your number down because I would Please definitely do. love to invite you back to the show, as well as you, Brother Don, or Pastor Don. Uh, I Let did write your number down when you gave it out because I love the perspective. I love the energy that you guys are giving the world, giving everybody who hear, who hear this to just let Great me know stuff. that it's not about me. It's, mm. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I'm that mustard seed, right? It's about everybody who, who goes, and if every one of us leaves the line tonight and go and put in work that we mentioned, I know that the world will be a better place next week. If we only reach one person piece, the world will be a better place next week. That's our mission. That's our mission. And uh, to the pastor, I want to say one thing about living one day at a time. That is my mantra. One day at a time. If I can make the most out of that day, every day. Every day is a new day. You know, to, to me, to me, one of God's greatest blessings that He's that He has ever bestowed upon us is tomorrow. I can always do better tomorrow than achieve the things tomorrow that I fail to achieve today. And if he gives me, if he just gives me, if he just gives me tomorrow, I get another chance at it. Thank you. Absolutely. You know, they say tomorrow isn't, isn't promised, but I know that um, when you are, when you are of God, it, it is. Until he calls you to come home, it is. And you keep striving to be better than you were yesterday. You keep standing on the foundation of, I, I might. But, Lord, if you, if you give me the strength, I know I will. If you give me the strength, if, it's, if you let your will be done, and I'm ready for it. However, if you give me the strength, I promise you I'm going to be better tomorrow than I was today. Amen. Amen. I think that they, you know, that they, people say tomorrow isn't promised, but God said joy comes in the morning. I'm just saying. So that means he, yeah. he, he letting us know. He letting us know that it's going to be tomorrow. Hey, That's there right. it is. No, so. Can I can I say this, and I, and I want to say this to all the people that spoke. It's hard to get on these radio shows and speak. Now, um, I'm I'm old school. I, I come from when you had to like actually go to your grandma's house. Like you had to literally go. You ain't with no calling. Was no card. You mm-hmm. had to physically go. You got beat. You got beat in the store by your grandma, your cousin, and your auntie before your mom and daddy beat you too. And, I mean, I don't agree with uh, child abuse, but we need to abuse our children when it comes to our brands and our brands are our families and everything that we own. And when we grew up, we got the right kind of abuse, and we don't abuse ourselves. We let the world abuse us. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I know I'm saying a lot of weird things, and it might go over your head. I'm just planting the seed. One plant, one water, God bring the increase. Y'all know joy is coming in the morning, but somebody got to sound the morning horn. 
<laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. At Reveille, that horn, that horn will go off, and when you when your eyes open, it's time to get 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 to work. Boots on the ground. Let's get to work, because it's it's not over. As long as we have breath, we're supposed to fight. We're supposed to 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 spread that word. Like I said earlier, you know, we're trying to to fight a spiritual war with 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 flesh. And that's the reason why we're not going anywhere. That's the reason why we don't have the foundation that we're supposed to have because so much has gone out the window where we need just a simple foundation of prayer, a simple foundation of faith, the simple foundation of believing in God, the simple foundation that joy comes in the morning. We we forget this. We forget this. So we go live live today like it's our last. But tomorrow is promised to us because joy comes in the morning. Amen. You know, I like to add, if I may. Um, Please do. I, uh-huh. I like to I like to add, if I may. Um, you know, uh, there was this organization uh, that that found birth after Ferguson, Missouri, uh, and that organization was uh, Black Lives Matter. Um, I, I, I like, I love the name. I love the name. Um, but they're, they're, the way they went about doing things was kind of irregular for me, uh, coming from a time of, uh, Martin Luther King and all. So the way they did things was, um, was kind of abnormal for me. All right. But, but the, the name and the concept still holds dear to my heart. Black lives do matter. All lives matter. It really does. But uh, me being a man of color, me being a black man, black black lives matter in particular. And I say all that to say that, you know, when you say uh, in the morning, boots hits the ground, yes, it does. Because we have a job. Uh, Our job is to try to rectify this wrong, the wrong that we let we we let our own culture, and this is only from my perspective, we let our own uh, culture and existence fall through the cracks. We mm-hmm. allowed we allowed too much. Uh, we took too much for granted, especially, and I just want to say this, especially when we allowed uh, crack cocaine to come into our neighborhoods and we kind of closed our blinds and our shutters and, and just let uh, just let that evil thing have its way. Uh, the same thing with gangster rap. Uh, we, you know, if uh, if we didn't have any control, we do have some control. We still have some control, and sometimes the control that we have is through the art of conversation. Um, you know, I, and I, I'm a strong believer. Sometimes it's not what you say, and this, and especially to the young generation. Um, the, the the young generation is is a uh, a generation that have the, the the brain of a microwave, and they got to have it right now. They got to have it right now, and and so you know when when you're talking to them, if you don't get right to the point, you're gonna lose them. Uh, so mm-hmm. the strategy, my strategy, my strategy is to say things that they understand, uh, something that they can really grab onto, and 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 in all of that, my expectations. I can't expect for them to get it right away. Okay? If I'm gonna if I have that expectation, that's with anybody. If I have that expectation, then I'm gonna really disappoint myself. All right. 
So the strategy is for me is to say the right thing and, and let God do all the hard work. Thank you, folks. Absolutely. Now, I'm I'm one. My my foundation. I, I can't I can't um, adapt to these to these kids because they they they've lost their way. Remember, we didn't teach them, so they don't know. They don't know that is calling a woman a bitch or a whore. It is not a term of endearment. Calling another brother a nigger is not a term of endearment. So we got to teach them about respect. Okay, before I can teach you to respect me, I got to teach you to respect yourself. You know what I mean? This is this is who you are. Because if I tell you who you are because you look like me, that don't leave any room for someone who don't resemble you to tell you who you are. Because they're going to tell you that you're a nigger. They're going to tell you that you're a bitch. They're going to tell you that you're a whore. I'm going to tell you that you're a prince, you're a queen, you're a princess, you're a king. I'm going to tell you who you really are only because God <laughs> the spirit is in you just like it said me so I'm going to need you to conduct yourself accordingly and I'm going to hold you accountable you may resent me initially but once you think about it and it resonates you're going to come back to me and you will appreciate it So don't give up on them. <laughs> we can't give up on them. But back to the original topic, by seeing the blessings that God has given us, let's not minimize the the the, the house, the career, the car, how we got here. Let me explain to you because I don't know how I ended up here, but I know that I prayed, I worked, and this is the result. Not to mention the faith. This is where we're at. Yeah, I just like to say that that I'm I'm like you know, Pastor. I'm I'm a little selfish tonight because I'm truly blessed by all of the commentary and the callers that that called in. I'm truly, and my husband as well. I can speak for him when I say grateful to just hear your thoughts and and know that there are other people out there who fight who are fighting the same fight and who you know wake up day after day with one mission to you know kind of change the world so to speak one person one conversation one prayer at a time so I'm truly blessed by conversation tonight. I'm just grateful. Thank you all. Well, with that being said, is all hearts and minds clean? Yes, yes they are. Well, if so, Pastor, please, let's pray us out. Yes, sir. Lord, thank you so much for um, all that has occurred here tonight. Uh, no doubt about it, you are definitely in the midst of all that's going on. God, first and foremost, I pray that you will get glory out of all of it. It's not about us. It's all about you. And what we're feeling on the inside, our spirit being lifted, 
uh, joy being released, smiles going on faces, um, a sense of hope being realized. That's all because of you, God, and we give you the glory for every bit of that. Thank you, God, for using modern technology to just inspire one. And God only knows it could have been hundreds more, thousands more. We don't know. But may you get all the glory because that belongs to you. But on the other hand, God, thank you so much for giving us the benefit. Thank you, God, for connecting us in spirit. Lord, even though we're not in the same location, we're in the same spirit. And I thank you for that right there. I thank you for letting us know that we're not the only ones that struggle. We're not the only ones that uh, have questions. We're not the only ones that have issues, situations, and circumstances. But the one good thing about it is we're serving the same God. And I thank you so much for putting the right people in the right place at the right time. Thank you for letting us know tonight, God, that our words have power. Our words make all the difference in the world. Matter of fact, when you created everything, you didn't use your hands. You didn't have an angel to go out and make it. You just spoke it into existence. And so tonight I speak, Lord God, joy over this line, whether it's the ones that spoke up or the ones that's just calling in to listen. I speak over your life right now tonight that you will win. As it was said earlier, uh, you know what? Weeping doesn't do it for a night. We don't know how long that night will be. But in some way, shape, form, or fashion, joy will come. And as long as we know Christ Jesus, whether it comes on this side of the grave or the other side of the grave, whichever way it comes, God, we're going to receive that joy. So thank you so much, God. I pray for everybody that sowed a seed tonight, God, of a word, God, to encourage somebody else. I pray you to come back in and over their lives. I thank you for this line. I pray that you'll put your hand on it, keep your hand on it, and God, please, don't let anybody try and make it about themselves. Let it always be about you. Thank you so much. And if anybody is not saved, if anybody is not happy, if anybody is not prospering, God, help us all to turn to you because truly you're the answer. You're our foundation. And as they stated when I first got on the line, you know what? I thank God for the houses, the cars. Those things are so great. Nothing like the tangible blessings. But uh, as you said in your word, God, the main thing is making sure our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So thank you so much. And as we follow you, we know that blessings will follow us. Thank you so much. May we rest well on tonight, keep everybody safe, and bring us back together on next week. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I hope to hear from y'all again next Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I thank y'all so much for my wife, to my brothers. Thank y'all. And even the ones that I have never met physically or personally, we are connected now. Hopefully, prayerfully, y'all will be back next Tuesday. Good night, and thank you. <laughs>